You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Today, I want to share the Word of God with you. Just the Word of God with you. I'm not here to impress you with my vast knowledge of the human psyche or uh, convince you of of some other ideology or, or whatever it is, because the Word of God is alive and powerful. The Word of God is alive and powerful and it pierces to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And it's a discerner. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And as you hear the Word today, faith will rise up. Faith will rise up and your mind will be renewed and your life will be transformed. I'm speaking this over you because as I continue to preach I continue, I continue to preach because as the psalmist had said, I believed in God, so I speak. And we will keep on speaking as our faith grows and we will speak faith. So let the word dwell richly in you. Receive it with meekness and let the word dwell with all wisdom because the word has the ability to save your soul. In James 1.22, he says, receive the implanted word with meekness, which is able to save your soul. He says, receive it. You make the choice to take it up, to embrace it, and to hold on to it until you become one with it. That's, that's, that's receive it. It's, it's your choice this morning to receive the word, the implanted word that is already in you. A word that comes from the outside that that meets up with the word on the inside that makes faith rise and, and, and change your, your life. Save your soul. Renew your mind. Oh, it's going to be with meekness, by the way, with meekness. That's the word I'm missing here. Meekness means without resistance. Receive the word this morning. Come on. Amen. So, you know, we, we are in this world, but we are not citizens of this world. Am I right? We are not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. But sometimes it seems like people forget that we are not citizens of this world. Because we live like citizens of this world. And we get busy with insignificant things, unimportant pursuits and, and trivial issues. And, and the worst one of all is we, we get self-focused. It's all about me. If it doesn't go my way, it doesn't go. Because it's all about me. Amen? <laughs> and so, so that is something that, that we need to, that I'm going to address this morning. And, and I believe that God is about to do something in your life that you, that you did not even expect. I, I believe that God is in this place this morning. And, and there's breakthrough coming. There's not just breakthrough, but there's salvation coming in. In parts of your, of your life that you, that you did not, that you did not uh, um, expect. And, and I want to welcome the, the, the campuses as well. Alderberg, Durbanville, Paul, Stellenbosch, City, St. Helena. It's so good to be with you guys. Um, thank you for, for being here. I, I want to start out with an Old Testament story um, about Cain and Abel. I don't know if you heard of them. It's... It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's an old story, so I don't know if the new generation remembers those old stories. <laughs> Cain and Abel, first two boys of, of Adam and Eve. And so uh, these boys um, started in life, and, and, and the one was a, a farmer uh, with, with, with uh, 
cattle and stuff and sheep. And, and the other one cultivated the, the earth, the ground. So he was a milliboor. <laughs> and so it was time for them to bring an offering to the Lord. And both of them brought an offering to the Lord. And, and Abel's offering was accepted by God. But Cain's offering was not. I, I, don't, I don't really know how that played out, you know. But, but we just know that it wasn't accepted. And the one was accepted. And, and, and there's a whole lot of theories about it. Um, maybe Abel's offering of, of an, an animal offering was in line with what God had given Adam and Eve when he clothed them with the skins of animals. Maybe he made it clear that without the shedding of blood, there can't be forgiveness of any sins. But it's possible also that Abel, the Bible says he bought the first fruit of his flock and came brought an offering. And I'm thinking I'm missing the word first there, but whatever it is, one thing is evident, and, and Pastor Danny referred to that as well. It was the condition of the heart that made the difference. It was the condition of Abel's heart that made his gift to be accepted, and, and Cain's sacrifice to not be accepted. And so Cain's reaction to this is what I want to look at. He was very angry and, and his shoulders hung. And so in, in a conversation with God, God gave him the opportunity to resolve this matter, to deal with it, to get over the issue. And God is giving you an opportunity this morning to get over your issues. It's time to get over your issues. But there was an underlying problem in Cain's heart. He did not take responsibility, but he blamed Abel. Instead of addressing the issues of his heart, his own issues, he saw the problem as being something wrong with Abel. Yours is accepted, mine is not accepted, you must be the problem. Really? But that's how people operate, that's how we think, that's how we do. If, if things doesn't go my way, it's, it's the government, it's this, it's that, it's whatever it is, it's never me. But Cain had a warped perception of reality. He, he, he refused to see things like they really were. His thinking was wrong. Therefore, his action was wrong. Genesis, Genesis 4, verse 6 to 7 says, So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Somebody say rule over it. Come on, somebody say rule over it. You know why you can say rule over it? Because you are a king. You are called to reign in this life. To rule over it. Somebody say rule over it. That's nice. So question, we can ask ourselves in the light of Cain's anger this morning. Am I blaming somebody else for my struggle? Am I blaming somebody else for my problems? Am I sidetracking my own accountability and, and pointing the fingers at others? I'm, I'm pointing the finger at my boss, at my spouse, at, at other people in general. But if I do that, 
I, I cannot solve my problem because I cannot control what other people do. But I can decide what I do. I can make that choice. And, and, and so this is important. There are, you know, there are people that can really get under your skin sometimes. We know about them, right? They're critical, they're controlling, they're arrogant, they mean. They're just sometimes too much to handle. Do you have people in, in your life like that? Just don't point now. <laughs> yeah, we, we all got people, we all know people like that. You know, but as children of God, we were called to love all people, right? And, and this, uh, I'm, I'm trying to focus now, not to get into an area where I don't, I, I don't want to go, but we need to focus. We need to really understand who we are. This, the, the world out there has a, has a, a desire, a desperate, a desperate uh, call to be loved. All people need that love. And God chose us to be that love in the world. And so it's time for us to love. It's time for us to be the people that God has called us to be. Um, you know, some people are not easy to love though. You know, you, you, it was easy to love them until you got to know them. There are times when I get frustrated and, and angry and even offended. And I know that this happens to, to most of us in different situations. But, but, but let's look at the word this morning in the New Testament. In Ephesians 4, I just want to study this a little bit and, and, and talk about it and get as much of it in as possible. Ephesians 4 verse 26 and 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Somebody say rule over it. Verse 29 says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Verse 31 and 32, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, that means shouting, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So I want to get into this this morning. The word says, in your anger, do not sin. So, so, so Cain was in a position of being angry at Abel. God says, listen, deal with it because sin is lying at the door. Don't give a foothold to the devil. Don't give him any input in your, in your, in your uh, uh, thinking about what is about to happen in your life right now. Because he's just going to take you in one direction. You know, if you have interaction with people today, the chances are that you're going to get offended. You're going to go on Facebook, go on, on, on TikTok. <laughs> the news app, chances are somehow, somewhere, you'll be offended, even on this day. Some got offended on Friday evening. I don't know why. I waited 30 years for that game. 30 years I've waited for that game. <laughs> Please, the all black fans, do not get offended. 
But being offended is in, inevitable, you know. Maybe I'll offend you this morning, probably have already. But, but someone is going to offend you. You might not even get out of this parking lot without some other Christian driver offending you. Being offended is inevitable, but living offended is a choice. We don't have to live offended. We don't have to. Getting angry at people and being offended is going to happen. But you have the choice to rule over it. Come on, rule over it. Somebody say rule over it. You know, this, this is why, why Paul warns us to be careful, to be watchful. Uh, uh, if we hold on to anger, nurture these offenses and, 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 and think about it. You know, like, like having a cop concert. Thinking, <laughs> rehearsing. <laughs> Uh, what we actually do is we're giving place to the devil in our lives. And you know, the devil is only into killing, stealing, and destroying. And, and that's not what we are into. We are into life and that in abundance. And that in abundance, amen? That's what Jesus came for. And so the word foothold, topos, means, literally means a place or room. A place or room. So I don't want to give him a place in my life. What does he do when he gets a foothold or a place in my life? So what does the enemy do? The enemy wants to divide us. You know, you, you can look around you. And if you Christians give a, a foothold to the devil, he's into dividing us. He will even use a thing as simple as a rugby game to divide us. I'll keep on my black jersey. We will come back and we will win. We are going to fresh Japan. <laughs> and I've got my green jersey on and I... Come on now. It's just a game, guys. It's just a game. You know, those players don't even know your name. You're getting all excited about it and they don't even care about you. <laughs> they just want your money. <laughs> so that's what the devil does, you know. If, if, if God says, where, where brothers live in unity, that's why I command my blessing. The devil wants to divide that. The devil wants to divide that. I am praying, Pastor Danny, this morning, I, I'm, I'm one with that prayer about our country. We need to really, we really, really, really need to, to ask God to trust the Holy Spirit to lead us and to be a unity when we go to voting polls next year. I have hope for this country. You know, the other day I was, I was praying and, and God just spoke to me about uh, um, being where I am, doing what I'm doing, and God says, I have a promise for you. I will be with you and I will bless you. I'm like, sure. I want to stay in this, this room where I am. Just God, <laughs> you're so good. South Africa, there's hope. It, it will be the country that we are dreaming about. You, you know what happened yesterday? You won't believe this because it never happens. I left my wallet on the airplane. No, really, it never happens. 
so we, we get to the hotel. I, I'm not aware of this. We book in everything. And Renee calls me. She says, the airline called. Your wallet is there. And they want you to come and fetch it yourself. And So I had to go back. And I'm thinking, yeah. These stupid thoughts. I know I'll get the wallet. I get there. I get the wallet, and there's not a cent missing. Not one cent missing. All my cards are there. Everything is in that wallet. Even little slips, you know, that I put in there after I bought something. Everything is in that wallet. I'm thinking to myself, there's hope for our country. (laughs) Hallelujah. The devil wants to divide you. He also wants to distract you. First, he wants to divide. Secondly, he wants to distract you from your mission. Because you are here so that God will be glorified. His kingdom will expand. That's why we are here. We do business so that the kingdom of God will, will expand. We, 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 we do what we do so that people can come to salvation. And He will do anything and everything to get you to complain, to be, to, 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 to be busy with all kinds of other stuff, just so that you will not testify to that brother which the angels have brought up, uh, uh, over your path. He, he will try his best to distract you from your mission, to get your focus away from your mission. And he can only do this with your consent. Somebody say, rule over it. Rule. We need to rule over it. And, and sometimes, you know, you get distracted with good things. Rule over it. He is a liar. Sometimes, you know, I've, I've, I've counseled this family and, and they've lost everything and, and they, they had a wonderful business and, and something happened and they lost everything. And they came to me and they said, you know, we, we are so angry at God for doing this to us. Uh, and I'm like, hey, yay, hey, hey. you need to sit down. Let's, let's start at the beginning. This is not God. God is not into stealing, killing and destroying. No, no, this is the devil. Wanting you to think that it's God. But it's his work. And maybe because of your disobedience. But we'll get there tonight. The, the third one is he wants to discredit your witness. I, I, I read through a few chapters this morning of, of First Peter. And, and Peter talks about character. He talks about, about being kind and being good in, 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 in public. Be the person who you are. I don't know how else to say it. Just, just do what the Word says you are supposed to do. And, and He wants to discredit you by getting you to, to live like you've been baptized in lemon juice. <laughs> Walking around with your angry face and critical of everybody and <laughs> judgmental, hypocritical, self-centered, self, and all those kinds of things. So he wants to divide, distract, and discredit. How, 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 do we, how do we deal with the issues? God says to Cain, come on, something wrong in you, let's deal with it. So let's deal with it this morning. Number one is refocus. Refocus. Take the focus away from where it is right now and bring it back to Jesus. Fix, fix your eyes on him, the author and the finisher of our faith. So, so
So I, I give the devil no room and I rule over it. And I rule over it by refocusing. Ephesians 4 verse 26, 27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. The, the, the most obvious strategy to rule over it is not to sin. Sin is missing the mark. And, it's, and, and it, it simply means behaving contradictory to who you are. You're missing your identity in Christ Jesus. You're living like the world and, and that's not who you are. You've lost sight of your identity in Christ and you're walking in ways that the enemy wants you to walk and you're blaming God for the bad things that happened to you. But you have agreed to take on another identity. Refocus. Move your attention and your affection back to the lover of your soul. Jesus. Get back into the Word of God. Allow the Spirit to reveal to you again the truth of who you are and the benefits you have as a child of God. Ephesians 2 verse 10 in the Passion Translation is just so beautiful. He says, we have become His poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny has given each of us for we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we, were, we would do to fulfill it. We have become His poetry. Can you believe it? Six and a half, six foot seven and a half inches, 102 kil kilograms and I'm poetry baby. I am God's poetry. Somebody say, I am poetry. Yeah, so refocus, man, refocus. There are, there's so, so much better things ahead for you. Number two is be swift. Somebody say, be swift. So how, how do we rule over it? We refocus and, and be swift. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. The day of your hurt should also be the day of your healing. It, 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 you know, it has happened to every, everyone. You go to bed angry at someone or a situation. You lie there, you're trying to fall asleep and you're thinking about this. It's going on and the rehearsing starts, you know. Over and over and over and over again. And tomorrow morning you get up and you're tired because you didn't have enough sleep. Because there's a downward spiral that goes along with anger. And it becomes multiplied through the night. And this is good advice for married couples. For those of you who are married out there, this is such good advice. You know, if you have an issue, deal with it before you go to bed. My wife really believes in this. So we don't go to sleep with an issue between us. Once we didn't sleep for three days. <laughs> Something, <laughs> something I believe in is reconciling quickly. When something happens, I want to sort it out quickly. E even in the church, it, it has put a lot of strain on me in the past, I know. But, you know, when I, when I pick up something, I want to reconcile quickly. If somebody has a problem or taken offense or any, I, I, I want to reconcile quickly. Let, let, not, uh, let the sun go down on your wrath because anger and offense and bitterness have no benefits. No benefits, uh, so it has to go quickly. Number three, watch your tongue. Yeah. 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. 
good old, old lot of stuff here. When, when the Israelites came to the edge of the, the promised land, it's called the promised land because they had a promise that they would enter into that land. They had a promise from God. And so Moses sent out 12 spies, 10 of them came back. And the word that proceeded from their mouth was not the word that God has given them. What they said was, God has promised us the land, but the land is filled with giants. The land is filled with, with horrible people. You see, I want to I say this this morning. It is of vital importance where you place your butt. If you place your butt after the promise, I am more than a conqueror, but my situation, that's the wrong place. You have to get your butt in the right place. The situation seems impossible, but God is the God of the impossible. But, somebody say but. Get my butt in the right place. Number four, take authority. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as, as God in Christ forgave you. The Bible says something very interesting here. As in many other places, Paul writes this. He, say, he uses the word let all bitterness. Who's doing the letting? Who's doing the letting? Let all bitterness, let all bitterness be put away from you. It is you who's doing the letting. You let all bitterness go. You have the authority. In First in, in, in Peter again, he says, we have received all things that pertains to life and godliness. All, you have the authority to reign and to rule in this life as a king. Romans 5 verse 17 uh, in the Passion Translation. Death once held us in its grip. And by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, haha, there's the but again. How much more are we held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. And our king is the perfect example of how to forgive and be kind. But instead, be kind and affectionate to one another. Refocus, be swift, watch your tongue, take authority. The verse in between that I didn't read, the Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence in your life. He has sealed you and He's giving you all access to the presence of the Lord. Refocus, be swift, watch your tongue, take authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. And we can deal with the issues of our heart. Thank you, Father, for 
victory. Thank you that we are more than conquerors. Thank you for your word that is alive and powerful. We give you praise. I pray over everyone here to receive the word and to walk in it. And so that you will be glorified in this in this whole community, in this city, all over where this word is heard, that you will be, be glorified in this day. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.